It's a good question. And as we dive in and answer your questions today, let's take off the left eye further. First, I want to say that without you, none of this off the left eye stuff would have happened. Did I ever take the time to tell you that? You coming and watching and sharing and commenting and donating are what took this from just a dream to a force with more than 17 million views and a lot of lives changed from the whole team. Thank you. So now let's take it further, three times further to be exact, because this Giving Tuesday week from December 2nd to December 9th, every dollar that you give gets matched three to one. And beyond the answers we give tonight, we're giving out prizes. Giving at different levels can land you the live recordings of the finale song from our Sweden Jam live event, pocket-sized inspirational quote cards, the presence of angels by Andrea R. Garrison, or a signed CD of Chelsea Odner's album of original spiritual music, Confident Hope. Also, by giving it any amount, you will be entered into raffles, including the potential to win a framed, custom-made portrait of Swedenborg. We'll find out the winner tonight. To get the ball rolling and keep it rolling, visit otlegt2019.causevox.com. This is the last night to get those prizes, so now is the time. All right, on to your questions. On to your questions is right, other Curtis. Everybody, it's the good question finale of the Giving Tuesday week. So thanks to everyone who's been participating. We will, as per usual, be taking your questions live and answering them. So get them in the chat right now. But also, we're going to be thanking you for participation. We're going to be giving you prizes. There's going to be all kinds of good stuff happening. And to help that happen, I've got with me Morgan Beard, Executive Director of the Swedenborg Foundation. <laughs> and to her left, Chelsea Odner, Writer and Production Manager. Yeah. So uh, what we want to do is warn you all. First, thanks for coming. I don't know if I Very said happy that to yet. Be here. Yeah, Thank you. it's Thank just you. great. It's just great having you, and and great having all of you on the line. Yes. And this is the very last day when you can get prizes for giving. So if you want to give and support us, now is the time. If you want to give and support us, here is the link: otlegt2019.causevox.com. Get in there. There'll be friendly instructions taking you step to step, and that'll be the way that you support Off the Left Eye and its parent organization, the Swedenborg Foundation. Since we have the executive director of Swedenborg Foundation here, <laughs> yes. by by sheer act of providence, could, do you <laughs> think appeared. that uh, you could take a little time to just tell us, Morgan, a little bit about Swedenborg Foundation? Sure. So the Swedenborg Foundation fundamentally is Emanuel Swedenborg's PR agency. <laughs> so our entire job in the world is just to get Emanuel Swedenborg's ideas out there into the world as far as we can. Um, probably the way that everybody is familiar with is Off the Left Eye, um, which uh, is, is something uh, you were even doing before you were part of the Swedenborg Foundation, but is doing even more now. We also do translations of Swedenborg's writings. So any of you who have seen uh, Dr. Jonathan Rose, one of the yeah. co-hosts on yeah. the show, Right. Um, he is the series editor who is uh, working very hard to help people get a new understanding of what Swedenborg's writings are all about. We do books, we do a website, we do all kinds of things just geared toward helping people understand Swedenborg. Yeah, what could be cooler than that? Uh, well, it's, yep. it's awesome to be able to say we do stuff to help people understand Swedenborg, and there's people out there that, that care about that, yep. which is awesome. That is pretty awesome. Um, so we are a nonprofit, so mm -hmm. we need donations to make this whole thing run. Hey, Chelsea. Let's check in with how our donations hey, are doing. Hey, let's check on this thermometer that we have going for this uh, Giving Tuesday extravaganza week. <laughs> um, so it looks like, so money raised is, whoa, so close to yeah. $20,000. And that... That was our goal, right? Yeah, so we had this, we had this goal of 20,000, which we are just like a thousand shy of right now, except we had this giant matching gift. So right. actually, we're much closer to 30,000. So right look now. at that. So the yellow and the green is what everybody has been able to make happen yeah. this last week in in our giving yeah, Tuesday campaign. Yeah, you guys campaign. are awesome. My God, <laughs> That's amazing. That is, that is amazing. Yeah. So we blew past our original goal of 20,000. Let's do 30,000. Tonight, If you of you yep. uh, want to do that, um, not only will you help that poor little thermometer get where it needs to go, but also there's rewards. It's plain and simple. You need rewards for this sort of stuff. If yes. you give $25 or more, you can get a, uh, a copy of the finale performance. Uh, there was this concert called nice. Sweden Jam. Yeah, you see like a number <laughs> of our staff rocks out in that very tune. You get to watch that 
for your viewing pleasure. If you happen to give $50, you get these awesome little quote cards, which is little quotes from Swedenborg's writings, which you can put around in different places in your life. I remember, Chelsea, you were once, yeah, you were once mm -hmm. talking a long time ago about like, yeah, you'd need like an, an app or something that just had one little thought from Swedenborg, yeah. one little, mm -hmm. this is the closest thing we this have right the, now. This is the analog right? version. <laughs> exactly, yeah, it's, just it's a, good. not blue light, lower screen time. Yeah, yeah. right, mm -hmm. yep. And then uh, at 75, we, or I'm sorry, 100, we get In the Presence of Angels, which is an awesome book reflecting sort of further into Swedenborg's ideas and teachings. And then if you go above that at the 250, what's, what's that? Whoop, whoop. So this is um, <laughs> this album of original music that has was just very recently released. So all brand new. By Chelsea. Yeah, by myself. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and a lot of fabulous musicians who helped make it uh, a reality for me. And so this... Um, yeah, giving it this level, you get a signed copy and stick around because you'll also get a sneak peek of one of the tracks later in this episode. Yeah, and the cool thing is a signed copy will go for seven, eight hundred on eBay. So just <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's yeah. a real steal. Definite bargain. <laughs> yes. And if you go up to five hundred, you get you get all that stuff. You get all of it, mm -hmm. and and our gratitude as you do at every single level. And no matter how much you give, you'll be entered to win more. We have actually a raffle going on, yes. and to prove it, we're going to cut to camera two. <laughs> yeah, there it is. And there's Kara hanging out on camera yes. too, as she does. So if, if you ent if you give us any amount of money, you'll be entered to win this signed t-shirt from that concert, Sweden Jam Live, where a bunch of members of our staff and musicians got together and made it a customized, one-of-a-kind item. That's and a fun thing. Yeah, super fun. And check this out, man. You may recognize a few of these smiling faces. This is us in our element, rocking out hard and signed by the very people that appear in those pictures. Those are both, uh, you're entered to win those no matter how much you gave at any time. If you give 100 or more, you're entered in a raffle to win a framed print of a brand new painting yeah, painted. Custom made, yeah, painting. Of Swedenborg. Morgan, do you want to talk a little bit more about what yeah, this is? Yeah, so if you're like me, you're just tired of all the same portraits of Emanuel Swedenborg yeah, that existed in the yeah. world. Yeah. Yeah. Like <laughs> you're like, when is there going to be a new portrait? And this is it. So there was a an anonymous donor who was just inspired to hire an artist to create this original portrait. And there is there are a number of different elements from Swedenborg's writings in the background there. So so you can see right there near Kara's hand, um, there's a stack of coins. Uh, this particular donor is very interested in Swedenborg's writings on economics. And probably you're saying, Swedenborg didn't really write about economics, but he did. Yeah, and this guy was so inspired by yeah. it, he put it in the painting. There's a lot about the struggle between heaven and hell, between angels and demons. Um, there's a lot about the ways in which we can overcome it. And up toward the top of the painting, there's actually um, an element of uh, that's actually from an original painting by Blake of uh, the nice. Lord reaching down to uh, to share enlightenment with Emmanuel Swedenborg and also with us all. So yeah. you can win this gorgeous copy of this yeah. painting. And yeah, and so you're not just getting Swedenborg, you're getting some of the ideas that are in mm -hmm. there, which is what's cool yeah, about this thing. Yeah, very cool. All right, so that's all of the rules and regulations. So yeah. now, uh, while everybody's get, getting out there and giving and supporting, let's do some some good questioning. Yes. Oh, right? yeah. What's our What's our first question? Do we have one of those in the queue. Steve M. Did Swedenborg believe Jesus' virgin birth was a literal fact like the resurrection or view it allegorically as a correspondence like early Genesis? Let's Ooh. let's earn our oh time here. Okay, so um, that is a great question because one of the issues that people have in adopting particularly Judeo-Christian uh, material from the Bible is how, how do you square some things like Noah's flood, which seems mm -hmm. very, very difficult to pull off and, and yet have the, the, the biosphere that we have, let alone the planet. Um, and Swedenborg, and, and also you get the question of uh, evolution versus creationism, was the world made in six days? Swedenborg has this fascinating but pretty handy answer where you have some stories in the Bible, actually some of the initial stories he, he considers pure allegory and others he cons considers based on history. Which one is uh, is Jesus' birth? Well, and in this case, it's sort of both, I think. Like, he does, there is a correspondence going on all the time, even though in Jesus' life, he does, Swedenborg is pretty clear that um, it is a literal fact, like the resurrection, yeah. in terms of, um, but the way that he describes these kinds of miraculous correspondences to occur, which he says is, you know, Jesus' life is full of them when he's healing healing people and doing these miraculous things that um, there is 
a, a uniting in Jesus of everything in the physical earthly world with the spiritual truth of it. So it's mm-hmm. just that's sort of somehow what can bring about something that seems impossible to us um, from a physical world perspective. Right. Yeah. And thinking about impossibilities, he does uh, advocate for the belief in certain miracles occurring, but but Swedenborg says that even those occur within a system. Like every we're, right. part of the mm-hmm. part of the part of all of us that box at the idea of miracles is that the world is so consistently running on universal principles, you know, right. g- gravity, electromagnetic, something else, whatever the the principles are. It just always goes by a system. But Swedenborg says there even those things that seem miraculous that Jesus did happen because the systems of the spiritual and physical world were interfacing. Right. Like you could break down the math. That allowed that to happen, including the right. the virgin mm-hmm. birth, and I mean, let's go even even farther. Right, uh, the, the the resurrection. He says that actually the body actually became divine. There was some serious chemistry going on mm-hmm. with Jesus that you don't see anywhere. Yes, else. <laughs> right, <laughs> pretty much. Is great, Morgan. You have Absolutely. any other thoughts on that? Yeah. Well, um, first, I wanted to thank you, um, whoever asked this question, for throwing yeah. me under the bus. <laughs> uh, <laughs> So I'm not an expert like the two next to me, but if I am recalling correctly, I think that Swedenborg, um, when he was talking about heredity, talked about um, the earthly aspect coming from the mother and the spirit coming from the father. So I think from that perspective, obviously we understand biology very, very differently today. Right. Right. But I think we could understand, he's kind of describing a dynamic of spiritual influx coming directly from, in this case, the divine into Jesus. Jesus. So he's kind of born with this, you know, spiritual turbocharging yes. that would manifest later in life and enable him to become this amazing individual who then manifests divine life into the world and love into the world. Yeah, yes. Which is a pretty good trick to sew those two together so seamlessly. <laughs> yeah. And it's, yeah. it is it is an interesting I'm blanking on where exactly Swedenborg writes about this, but Swedenborg gives it a lot of treatment, you know, mm-hmm. like so you can look up um, to see what. Uh, Swedenborg wrote about that, the whole dynamic that you're describing mm-hmm. of the yeah. divine soul and physical nature that he received from oh, Mary. Oh, yeah. And like so. the unite, we did a couple of, we did a show called uh, Why Jesus Was Born. And that, that's maybe setting up a little more of the preconditions. But we did a couple of shows, Christmas shows, about the development mm-hmm. of Jesus that show yeah. that the interplay between the spiritual and the earthly heredity mm-hmm. is, was the point. Yeah. You know, it was right. in Jesus. Uh, lay in that path through through living the kind of life that we live and through being accessible to hell like we are that he was able to do the do the mission so it's a very good deal yeah and i think it's you know, one of the things that Swedenborg doesn't necessarily emphasize, but I think that it's kind of mind-blowing when you realize it is that even though Jesus was this amazing conduit for divine energy, he also was a model for all of us. Yeah. So this isn't just about, you know, here's one person who had this amazing, you know, influx of the divine and he brought love in the world. He's kind of giving us the model and showing us, hey, we can all be this. We yeah. can all do this. We can all open ourselves up to that kind of divine love and bring it into the world and show everybody in turn how regeneration works. Yes. Yeah. The, the cool. Uh, another example of the universal principle thing. Yeah. And and why it's worth us learning about Jesus in the first place. Right. Yeah. Having Absolutely. that divine design example right, right before us to learn about. Yep. Great question, yeah. Steve M. Thanks so much. Let's take a look at the next one. There's got to be more than just one. Jan, would Swedenborg yeah. say we should be led by our hearts or <clears throat> our minds, intentions or understanding? Which is it? That band, the head and the heart is oh, like listening yeah. intensely right now. Like which one <laughs> should we drop from our name? <laughs> what do you guys think? Morgan? Sure. Um, I think he would say not to cop out, but I think you would say it's a balance of both, right? Yeah, it's yeah. love and truth, right? And you need both. You need that sense of being led by goodness and being led by that this, that spiritual love, but you also need to understand the consequences of your actions. You also need to understand how the world works and what the spiritual principles are and you know, and to know what you're doing, basically. You can't just have the love but not know what to do with it. Right, you need both. Yeah. And I was just mm-hmm. reading recently about how um, Swedenborg gives a very long treatment of this whole dynamic when he is describing or 
laying out the internal sense of the word um, when it's talking about the stories of Jacob and Esau, mm -hmm. because these two brothers represent basically your heart and mind or your intentions, mm -hmm. your will and your understanding. And, um, and he describes how, so Jacob getting the birthright of Esau is really that in, in a, if you were to take goodness and truth, which is like your heart and mind or intentions and understanding and lay it out in a timeline, we need to truth or like the understanding part of our mind seems to take priority because that sort of comes first where we need mm -hmm. to sort of, we need to learn things, we need to understand it, but there's this sort of internal alchemy going on with how it affects our heart so that later on we um, come to understand the centrality that love really takes, like our heart being the leader. And, and um, there's a great... Swedenborg writes, um, God doesn't rest until love takes the lead. So this sort of flip happens, and that's when mm -hmm. Jacob and Esau come back together, and Jacob, mm -hmm. you know, um, humbles himself before Esau. Um, because so there's this, that dynamic is just going on in our life where they kind of take turns in leading us through our phases of is it, do I need to focus more on my understanding mm -hmm. this situation, or is it really a time where I should be paying attention to my heart? Like, am I there mm -hmm. now for that? That's yeah, I think young Swedenborg would have scoffed at this question, <laughs> right? Because I, I really see in a lot of his writing, like his, his writing post these spiritual experiences, that he's showing this surprise in, with the role that heart plays in things, that he was very yeah. into, he probably would have, what, what are you talking about, heart? Like, you know things and that's what you do, but he's just emphasizing over and over again. Like, you don't understand, really your mind, it's very difficult, your mind really just serves your, your will in the mm -hmm. end. And I think that was a big flip for him. But it's just interesting, it, the, the whole love and wisdom thing is it's, it's this um, symbiosis and they're equals, but they're not the same, like the roles that they mm -hmm. take. And, and you can within the complexity of his whole worldview, you could answer this a couple ways, because you could say, well, you've got to be, you can only be led by the heart, because the heart is, in the end, gets its way, and, and yeah. it ben eventually will bend your intellect to, mm -hmm. to do, to, to justify whatever the heart is doing, but then he says, the human will, you start out with a corrupt, sort of a hereditary right. situation, mm -hmm. where you've got to learn truths, and that, by doing that, you compel yourself to, to follow those, and then that leads you out of this. But what's compelling you to do it is is your heart, but but mm -hmm. the good part of it. So yes. I, I think yes. that, you know, it's a cool interplay, and I think both can come in handy, yeah, as you guys were saying. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah, definitely. Thanks, Jen. That was great. Let's both do let's do elements. at least I think we can do at least one more here. Great. Okay. Let's let's Third see what it is. Charm. Yeah, yeah. Lily <laughs> K. This one we're gonna get right. <laughs> what do we do about boredom? Oh. What is it really? Oh okay, goodness. wait no, wait a second. You, you should have stopped while we were ahead. <laughs> it's only sixteen minutes in this show and people are like I get what you're saying, Lily. Yeah. Like I understand oh. what you <laughs> right. Okay, we'll speed it up. Yeah. Well but let's do it because we always in, in religious e mm -hmm. stuff, we talk yeah. about these grand things and good and evil, but there's all these parts of the life movie that aren't in that genre mm -hmm. so what is that um and and i'd love to hear your, your guys thoughts on that chelsea do you want to kick it off well this is definitely one of those times where i it's i need to differentiate between like well what does swedenborg say about it or what are, what am i just thinking yeah. about it or whatever so he's not here so yeah <laughs> he's in that picture over there yeah no, <laughs> no but i uh uh I do love reading about the research that involves, like there's an element of boredom that is really like a kind of surrendering or it's like what, what opens up times of play for children, like how important it is for kids to get bored because then they're just, they can be imaginative, like there's no sort of constraint or you need to do this next. And yeah. so there's a real sort of healthiness to to boredom. Um, and and so, the, so I guess in our lives, I guess what this is making me think is that that boredom can sort of be a, uh, backdoor, so to speak, to another way that the Lord can lead us, you know, like we kind of mm -hmm. let go of our control of life needs to be going a certain way. And then the Lord can kind of come in to be like, oh, you're bored here. Have this idea you weren't thinking about, you know, like yeah. when you're not mm -hmm. sort of gripping tight on the reins. Um, but from Swedenborg, the one thing that came immediately to my mind first is what he describes about people in heaven getting or, or people experiencing what they think heaven is going to be like mm. and then getting extremely bored. Yes. Like boredom That's as in point. like just agony, you know, or yeah. something. And that, so in that case, I guess the boredom was being used as a tool to show them where joy really comes from. Like what, and you know, that heaven is a kingdom of uses, Swedenborg says, like being useful, mm. having a, a job to serve, like helping out, help, serving the common good. Um, but, uh, but so 
so in that case, boredom was, I don't know, them getting fed up that their <laughs> fantasies weren't bringing them the kind of happiness they right. expected it to. No use in them, right? Something. Yeah. That's great. Yeah, Morgan, what do you think? Yeah. Um, so just kind of riffing off that question of usefulness. Um, yeah, because the people in heaven were getting bored because they were just doing the same thing over and over again, but they weren't and they weren't advancing, but they also weren't being useful. Yeah. And I think that Swedenborg would kind of say, if you're bored, then maybe that's a sign in your life that you're doing something wrong, you know, that you should be doing something useful, that you should be looking for a way in this situation to kind of move yourself forward or move the situation forward or have some kind of spiritual expression that you know maybe you're just if you're stuck in a rut then maybe that's a call to action yeah right, right. okay so let me try bring bring some weirdness into it oh, right because isn't that part of the brand here nice. um well i was reading recently in swedenborg's journal of spiritual experiences where he's um there's these spirits that are around him and they he says that he was in that moment not being led at all by the passions of of spirits um and they were like well how can you possibly enjoy that life like mm -hmm. essentially that they yeah. were i could read into like they were bored with this 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 mm -hmm. is so lame you're not getting revved up about this you're not getting yeah. upset mm -hmm. about this and the swedenborg is saying no you don't understand that, that down in here within this there's the joy of heaven and it's something mm -hmm. you can't comprehend yeah. and i think that you know when when swedenborg talks about uh, married love, and he'll say that actually the core of it is just this sort of habitual, kind of almost routine, mm -hmm. like friendship, rather than like the drama of the like the amazing anniversary present or something like that, <laughs> yeah. right? So I just I wonder, like there are times when I sort of feel like, yeah, okay, there's a part of me that is really bored about this situation, but I don't know if I really want that part. Like, right. I, mm -hmm. like let's kind of burn that out, you know, by by doing mm -hmm. things like definitely, uh, even even I'm going to go read Swedenborg. Okay, this is a very meta example, but yeah. you know, my my part of me just wants to look at nothing on my phone. Just look mm -hmm. at nothing, and it's like, oh, that would be so boring to read Swedenborg right now. So boring. <laughs> yeah. But when you, when I actually start to, it's not true because mm -hmm. it's it's I just I immediately feel like, oh, that reminded me of deeper stuff in life. I'm feeling more whole. I'm not as yeah. I just like, oh, this is way better. But outside, there, I think there's a certain you know spiritual community that's like, no, no, I can't eat that at all. That's boring. So anyway. <laughs> yeah, it makes yeah. me think like. Uh, what do we do about boredom or was it what is it really is sort of i mean it's one of the states that we go through and so it's like a tool for reflection like you're mm -hmm. saying you know like yeah. oh if i'm bored then what what part of me is really bored here yeah. you know yeah. and is that a good thing for that part of me to be bored or does it mean is it a signal for me to like maybe pay attention or you know yeah. have some imagination about something else to do. <laughs> yeah. Local local spirituality show has to defend boredom. <laughs> Say that it's good so that its audience will stick with them. Uh, okay, spirits so, are making you bored. Yeah. <laughs> it's not our fault. It's not our fault? Yeah, we're not okay. boring. It's evil spirits. <laughs> hey, do not boring. trust them. So we really love uh, getting the chance to talk over this stuff with you. And the cool thing is this is one format that it happens in, the good question mm -hmm. thing. But it's also happening all the time through comments below our mm -hmm. videos. We get thousands and thousands of those a month. And mm -hmm. we have an awesome team of people that works to make sure each of those get answered, that we, we reach out and talk to anyone who takes the time to talk to us. So here's a little clip in case you missed it last week or you just want to get a refresher from those of us who are out there talking to you and what impact that's had. So thank you, everyone. Hey, everyone from Off the Left Eye. This is Chris Dunn. I'm the community manager, and I am, uh, I'm with you here from my hometown of New England. Uh, happy Giving Tuesday. I think this is a really awesome time to celebrate some really important milestones that we've received uh, throughout this year. The good news is our operations are growing. Uh, we're getting more and more people to help us reach out to you to support your needs and encourage you, offer you the support and the guidance that uh, our brand's getting known for, and all for the sake of creating a society that is more loving, more wise, and more useful to each other. But we talk with fans from all over the country in fact, all over the world, who are testifying to the power of Swedenborg's teachings to change their lives, to revolutionize their existence. And it's all because God loves you, and that he believes in you. And so this Giving Tuesday help us support this mission, help us support this growing team that's trying to uh, enable one another to be the best versions of themselves that we can be uh, for, this, for this cause. I'm Melissa and I just joined the Off the Left Eye team just a few weeks ago as a moderator and I'm so grateful to be here. Off the Left Eye has been huge for me personally. I've been watching the videos for a while. It's been very profound and helpful. 
and I feel really honored to be part of the team. Everybody here is awesome, and I think people really want the best for everyone, and I feel lucky to be part of that and trying to help people on their spiritual journeys. I think all of us are on a spiritual journey, and I think this is a great resource. Uh, I think the community is incredible. I've really enjoyed showing different ways of thinking to people who, um, who maybe grew up with ideas that were painful for them or painful for others. I've also learned a lot from other people and how they've implemented um, different ideas from Swedenborg and other spiritual sources, how it's changed their lives and made them better people. And it's inspiring to be part of that community and witnessing that and learning through each other um, ways we want to interact with the world and other people and how to be closer with God. So one of the great things about getting to be a moderator for the Off the Left Eye channel as well as on Facebook, I moderate the Watching and Reading Swedenborg Facebook group, is that we're getting to see the ideas and principles that Swedenborg teaches really get taken in by other people and applied to their lives. And we can see evidence of this because of how people treat each other in the comments under our videos. And so people, more often than not, you see them engaging with each other in a respectful way that really puts kindness first. And that's one of the principles that we love to live by at Off the Left Eye. So it's just the coolest thing to see our community reflecting those same principles and really bringing them to life. And so in the Watching and Reading Swedenborg Facebook group, it's a large group that you are welcome to join that has just Sweden, Swedenborgers, as one person put it, or Swedenborgians of all walks of life and varieties from different religions or different denominations of all kinds. And it's really cool to see the discussion that happens there between people where they can acknowledge each other's differences and, and yet still value these shared teachings that, that Swedenborg has given us through his writings. So as a moderator, it's just really great to get to see the the kindness come through in all of these spaces and it really feels like these ideas that we have are really going out into the world and making a difference and really transforming people's lives and that is what just matters the most to us. We believe that the ideas contained in Swedenborg's writings can be of help to a troubled world, but the ideas aren't necessarily easy to understand at first or to absorb. So that's why we feel like having a moderating team is a really important part of the efforts on our channel so that we can share these ideas, but then engage in discussion with you and respond to your questions and hear your stories so that together we can all learn more deeply. I'm gonna read a few examples of comments that we got over the weekend that I was responding to. Put on my reading glasses here. One said, I always learn new things on every show. To me, that is truth. And the more truth I digest, the greater is the peace I have in my mind. I am sure that is your point in doing the shows, but I wanted to say it anyway. Yes, that's totally the point in doing the shows. And I love the idea that if, if a source of information is something that you keep learning from every time you come back to it, that rings true, that rings of truth. And that's the case for us on the team too. So we're so glad that people in the audience are feeling that also. This one says, so unbelievably helpful. I am going through a circumstance in my life where I am confronting a situation that involves a narcissist with a personality disorder. Swedenborg describes the world of evil spirits just as if he were discussing modern human psychology. I just never get tired of his insights or this channel's ministry in sharing his writings. I'm inspired by these videos to do what I know is right and then study more Swedenborg. Blessings to you, a great channel. That is so important that these wild ideas that Swedenborg presents of this whole spirit world that engages with our minds and that we interact with can really help us untangle the things that go on in our own psychologies and in our interactions with others. We've heard from many people that that's been extremely helpful in our life. So we feel like that's a really important thing to share. So we just love interacting with you as the moderating team. Um, any support that comes in from our audience or donors Part of that goes to, to being able to maintain a team that can keep talking with you, keep trying to help you with the concepts, having you keep helping us learn more about how they apply to life, um, how they can support us in our grief and give us hope 
for a, a wonderful long-term view. Um, that's so important. And thank you so much. We love interacting with you every day. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the second part of our Giving Tuesday grand finale um, this week of giving that you guys have made such a success, which is really amazing um, that we talked about in the last segment. We've done a little shuffle here. And so obviously I'm here. I'm Chelsea Odner, um, introduced in the last segment. But now I'm here with Cardam, who's the Latin consultant um, and ex moderator extraordinaire. <laughs> and right. next to her is Chris Dunn, also moderator extraordinaire. <laughs> And, uh, and then we're also joined by Karen Childs online. And um, is she there to say hi to? Hello. But Hey everybody, welcome back to our Giving Tuesday finale for 2019. Um, and we've done a little shuffle here. So now I'm Chelsea Odner and I'm joined by Cara Dom, who's the Latin consultant and moderator extraordinaire. <laughs> and joined with us also is Chris Dunn, who does amazing digital things and also is moderator extraordinaire. <laughs> and then we're also joined by Karin Childs, who's going to help us tackle some of your questions. Um, and so welcome, Karin. <laughs> um, there she is. Um, and so uh, for this segment, we are just going to take as many questions as we can. And so I hope you got some good questions for us. And let's see what the first one might be. <laughs> or do any of you have questions? <laughs> there we go. Okay. <laughs> okay, popcorn and peanuts. Um, does Swedenborg mention anything about people living in a hellish state? Do they have a chance to rectify their situation and then mm. go on to heaven? So he certainly does. Um, and I guess um, people live in a hellish state in this world and also in the afterlife. So I guess there's a couple of different angles that we could take this question. Would I, do either of you guys want to jump jump into it? Cara, have some thoughts? Well, I, I just think of the, um, I, I'm thinking of when the newly arrived uh, spirits yeah. on the other side who are still pretty much in a balance between heaven and hell. And um, at that point, that's when they'll get to shed whatever is just a purely earthly influence in their lives and become who their true spirit is. So some of them may be hellish and they may uh, purify themselves in a downward direction rather than an upward direction. Um, right, yeah. right. So, I mean, there could be some hellish state on the other side that either gets cleaned up and they actually go heavenward or they confirm themselves like, oh, this is who I really am. This is what I really love. And and hell is their choice. So a time of clarity and yeah. figuring stuff out. Chris, yeah. Yeah, I'm, I can think about it from the angle of kind of the human existence on earth. And yeah. I think it's, it's certainly kind of at this point the divine design that we start off with baggage in our lives mm -hmm. that we need to work through. And it's through that process that we get to confirm what we really want to be like. We get to understand our real character and then make fundamental choices in a, in a very intimate partnership with the Lord mm -hmm. to either uh, move away from that hellish state because there's always hope to do that or not. Yeah. And that's really the free choice that we have. Although the Lord always desires, he, he even predestines that we can go to heaven, but it's really, it's, it's our choice in the end. Right. Yeah. And definitely while we're alive in this world, our state is always changing as, as our spiritual growth, like the process mm -hmm. of regeneration progresses. We are experiencing a lot of hellish states and we might think, oh, no, I'm 
doomed, but that very state is the means to be progressing us to free us from some of those hellish tendencies, you know, totally. attachments that we might have. Um, Karin, do you have some thoughts? Yeah, I mean, the Lord never gives up on anybody and anyone who has any desire in them to rectify their situation absolutely will be helped by the Lord to rectify it. There's stories in Swedenborg's Journal of Spirit, Spiritual Experiences where it it can start out where it seems like a certain spirit in the afterlife is like no hope. And, uh, you know, early on, sometimes there's stories where you revisit a certain character a couple of times during his journal um, descriptions and it can seem for all like this person is in hell. They'll never get out. But then later the story changes and they have gotten shaken up enough and, and woken up enough that something starts to shift and go in a better direction. The Lord is never um, leaving things stagnant, is always trying to awaken people to something better and trying to, um, so every effort is made to um, convince people to turn their lives in a good direction. But as you guys were saying, it is absolutely, it, it is divine law that nothing will be done against a person's will. And so if you can think of moments in your life where you just, uh, you know, you have a choice to stop being angry at somebody, but you absolutely want to stay angry, <laughs> you know, it's that, that times a million would be, you know, like if that is a consistent way of life, like I never want to stop being angry. I never, you know, I don't, I enjoy hating people more than trying to get over that. That's a state of hell. And as long as a person is um, in that, uh, they will, you know, they're not going towards heaven, but that is their choice. So as soon as you want to let go of something hellish, you move towards heaven. And that's how it, how it works. And the Lord is always there to support that desire and always trying to awaken that desire in everyone. Oh, that's that's so cool. And I love that, you know, thinking about how um, the Lord is leading us in uh in our own states and so like that's the importance of our life in this world is like this is when we have that just all all the chances we could want to have that opportunity to be in one of those states where you're just like i am just ready to you know take it out on somebody or you know just whatever lose lose my cool or something mm -hmm. and to just think or or even indulge in something you know like just make a choice that you one part of you you knows maybe i don't want to live this way mm -hmm you can actually, there's a way to get out of that. You know, we can feel so helpless because even mm. we feel sort of controlled by our own will at those times. But like, that's what the Lord is really always providing for us is the means to just like have, have freedom from that, to live apart from what our will might, you know, mm. want us to, to have in a certain situation. Totally. Yeah. And I just got to say, like, this is what makes Swedenborg's stuff revolutionary to me. It's that we have, like, he lays out such a profound blueprint for how to navigate away from hellish states towards heavenly states. Yeah, I mean, this stuff yeah. is, it's the real deal. I mean, I've experienced it personally. I have, I mean, obviously tons of work to do, but <laughs> having grown up in a variety of different faiths, I could say that unequivocally, uh, the answer to this question I found more exhaustively in Swedenborg than anywhere else. Yeah, and it, yeah, that is so cool that it's so useful. Like that's such, uh, these, these ideas that Swedenborg talks about and like, we cover them in so many of our different shows, but like that is um, giving people the tools so that you could apply these ideas to your life, to the states that you find yourself in to gain some freedom or to gain a little bit of an upper hand in a part of your life that you just feel hopeless about or something, you know, like that there is hope and that the Lord is providing a way out for change. Um, so that's great. Thanks, popcorn and peanuts. Let's see what our next question is. Mama Bear Cuddles. Mama bear cuddles, very nice. Mm. <clears throat> so do suicidal people find peace in their choice? Do they regret their choice? That's an interesting um, angle on that question because we get that question asked a lot about, you know, what happens for people who die by suicide in the afterlife. Um, and, uh, and so, because a lot of the messaging out there is that that is somehow just a instant condemnation or something mm -hmm. to hell. And yet that's totally not what Swedenborg describes because there's this whole more nuanced design going on spiritually for our, for our process. Um, and, uh, and so 
an interesting so this idea of do do suicidal people find peace in their choice i guess so for somebody who did die by suicide and is then um in the afterlife uh so i i have some thoughts but chris do you have a thought or anything well i'll i'll let you go first but i just want to say uh mama bear cuddles is a remarkable person you know i we i get the chance to work with her as a moderator (laughs) um and I just have, I, I remember your name in particular because you just, I've always struck me as someone who has a very thoughtful presence um, and who blesses me by your messages. So uh, I'll let Chelsea go into some details, but just thanks for showing up tonight. Oh, that's really great. That's wonderful. Um, I think, I think there is a kind of peace, um, I guess, I guess, um, without tying it directly to the wording of this phrase, the one thought that was coming to me about it is just that um, there is a process that that I think people who die by suicide go through in the afterlife where they do have to um, grapple with the the context or the circumstances and, and um, do sort of like some deep spiritual work. I mean, it's something Swedenborg says we all go through in the afterlife are... Um, uh, what are called devastations in mm. some cases, like just these really sort of, you mentioned purifying, like they're mm. deep processes that can feel, can be sort of agonizing, but it's in a healing way, mm. you know? So there might be regret and, but it's it's sort of the kind of good grief, I guess you mm. could say or something. Mm. Like it's a real, it can be a really healing process that I think then, you know, people who are in that sort of a state, so often there's, sort of there can be mental illness and addiction and all kinds of or a whole messy mix of things and so um so it's just like the what we enter into is just love and care and so the lord and angels are just very carefully guiding people through through their spiritual process and i think it can take a long time but it's just a very um you know uh it's a healing a healing process ultimately mm. karen do you have some thoughts I had seen in the chat before the show started, Mama Bear Cuddles was talking about that she's asking because somebody she cares about died of suicide and that if I'm remembering what she said right, she she felt like she felt his regret around her, but is hoping that he finds peace. And I would say that I'm, I'm sure there is regret because I, from what I've heard, a lot of times people who end up dying of suicide, um, are under this false impression from evil spirits that people would be better off without them. And probably in the, um, in the life review and, you know, after they cross over, they'll be able to see that, that no, their loved ones, you know, are very sad without them. And so there couldn't not be pain and regret in that realization. Um, But as Chelsea was saying, through that grief and through those realizations, there would be a healing process going on. There would be just all this energy from the angels and God to, to help them heal from that and realize their true value and, and um, help them, um, you know, become their true self and then um, find a way to uh, continue to be connected with their loved ones on earth, looking forward to reuniting with them. So a lot of, healing. And yes, I do believe they'll find peace because the Lord is working constantly to lead everyone towards peace and, you know, healing and peace. Nice. Mm. Thanks. Great thoughts, Karen. And thanks, Mama Bear Cuddles. And our heart goes out to you for what you're going through and the people who are near the person who you know who did die by suicide. And so just lots of love to everyone for for any kind of grief that you might be Mm. processing. So... Um, let's do, let's do one more question. All right. Pete Dawson. Yep. Another good friend of the (laughs) channel. Um, does everyone who enters the world of spirits choose to undergo regeneration or do some just choose to live their quote unquote normal life? Mm. Hmm. I think, yeah. I thought it was a requirement. (laughs) 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 Like, uh, just that that's, that's the agenda is to, to get clear on who you are spiritually, but I don't know. I've never thought about it like that. Yeah. Yeah. I was thinking like, uh, you know, Swedenborg describes that, all, you know, people that enter into the spiritual world after death, they first 
come into it or they start in a state of what he calls externals. It's just, it yeah. is normal life. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. You know, you're not really having to go uh, kind of unveil the deeper part of yourself that's been hidden right. for a lifetime. And um, so, but that's a process. It starts there. Um, but through a slow bending and kind of like working through different processes, um, that normal life transforms into kind of an unveiling of who you are in the deepest level, quality, yeah. the quality of your heart, if you want to put it that way. Yeah, I think it's probably not too unlike our life in this world, <laughs> where mm-hmm. I think there's sort of a all these opportunities for regeneration as we just go along living what we think of as our normal life. Um, I think of some experiences that uh, Swedenborg describes of, you know, I, I think I think the I wonder, I guess, that in the spiritual world, the sort of element of providence is ema- even more apparent than mm. it is in mm. this world, because it just, from the story Swedenborg tells, it's just like chance meetings and, you know, different kinds of interactions that just happen to make the exact right sort of circumstances for somebody to have a kind of aha moment, you know, just like a lot of, um, you know, uh, the deck is stacked in the direction of sort of getting people to regenerate, even though, like what you were saying, Chris, we're doing it's all in that experience of just having your own day to day life, you know, mm. making your own choices and stuff. Um, Karin, do you have some thoughts? Yeah, from what I understand, it, everybody regenerates in order to get to heaven. Um, but like you were saying, life is just all the time about regeneration, whether we realize it or not, because every little choice we make is is ending up um, in some way being choose, you know, between selfishness and non-selfishness or, you know, higher or lower stuff. And, and I think once we cross into the afterlife, it can go very slowly in this life. <laughs> like we can take a lot, many years to have those aha moments. I think they happen a lot more clearly and efficiently in the afterlife. Um, so I think that everybody who is going towards heaven, um, goes through the regeneration process, but there are different, uh, levels of that, which correspond to the different heavens, because there's a kind of regeneration. Regeneration just means getting your, your higher self is now in charge of your lower self instead of your lower self being in charge of your higher self and your higher self is calling the shots. It's in charge. So that part of you that is connected with being able to love other people, um, as well as yourself is in charge instead of just a a self-centered ego. And so there's, um, a, a spiritual, you know, there would be just a very basic level of that, like just, just sort of just crossing that threshold (laughs) where you're, you're willing to not, you know, not choose the selfish thing. Um, there's um, a spiritual level where um, you know what's right, and so you choose it even when you don't um, necessarily feel it. So you're, it's just always still a little bit of a struggle, um, meaning you're having to kind of hold down that that lower self tendency and choose the choose the high ground. But then there's a celestial level of regeneration where it just flows like you wouldn't want anything else. You would only want to do the most loving, kind, generous um, sharing thing. And so there are different um, stages of regeneration and you can choose how far to go with it. Um, But everyone does um, if they're going to go in a in a heavenward direction. Nice. Lovely. Mm. Yeah. And so um, that's great. Just wanted to look at her question again. Um, Yeah. So I think that there's just sort of the summing it all up. There's just this sort of oneness between undergoing regeneration and normal life. (laughs) And so whether you um, at whatever level that is or what stage you're in, it's going to feel like normal life and and the right place, um, I think. Mm -hmm. So thanks so much for your questions, everybody. Um, Our Giving Tuesday thing is going great. And so um, this next segment, this is the time where you guys get to hear another little sneak peek of the um, album, Confident Hope. And and so uh, I talked about it last week too, but so this album is um, all music. It's very Swedenborgian music in that I 
felt very, um, like my understanding of the Bible and stuff would not be what it is without Swedenborg's teachings. And, um, and so, and the song that we're going to play for you now is called Confident Hope. So it's the title track of the album. And, uh, and I just want to give you a little bit of some thoughts about it, that it, uh, in my mind, the sort of subtitle is um, Invitation to the New Church. So Swedenborg, <laughs> that one didn't make it actually into the album. But Swedenborg um, writes about this thing called the New Church that you've probably heard if you're sitting here watching our show this evening um, or later on. And um, But he describes it in a very non-churchy way. So like the New Church is really sort of this state of mind, like this openness mm-hmm. that what Karin was talking about, this reception to the Lord's love and wisdom and having that reign in our lives and lead us um, and and be sort of living in that alignment. And so the idea of joining the new church or receiving this invitation to the new church is really just that kind of like opening up to the Lord's love and, and truth in your life. Um, but Swedenborg talks about how there are churches that exist in time and that um, the so the new church is always like the new state that's coming, you know, like that we go through different spiritual states. And, um, and so the new church is like the good one that's right around the bend. And so that sometimes we uh, go through very hard times in the cycles of our spiritual life. And, and it's at those times, like Swedenborg describes, we even have to reach a point of despair before before like the dawn, before um, that art, we receive comfort mm-hmm. and hope. And, and so that's sort of like the dawning of the new church in our minds. Um, and so this song, Confident Hope, is about, it's sort of like a rocking mm-hmm. anthem for the new church for that time when you're feeling like you're really stuck in the dark, but you're just gonna like keep going and get to that, to the joy that is right around the bend. And sometimes you kind of have to like fake it till you make it. Um, and so this this song is like to help encourage people um, in those times. So hope you enjoy it and thanks for being here.
You guys missed some vigorous air drumming <laughs> that I was doing at the end of it. Great jam by Remarkable. Chelsea Odner from the album Confident Hope. You can pick up a signed copy of for your donation. Thanks so much, everybody, for the donations. I mean, we, we have had an amazing turnout from all of you, and we really appreciate it. I appreciate it. My name's Curtis Childs. You saw me before. You saw Morgan before, but maybe the one who appreciates it the most is Tim Bilger, our director of development, who you saw last week. And thanks Absolutely. to Tim for putting a lot of this together and, and having it happen. And we would love to honor those of you who, who participated in this. Yep. So I thought we got a bunch of cool comments from people because when you donate, it has a little box to say, leave a comment. So I just thought we could read a few of those and, yeah. and, and hear yeah. from the, the people. So Tim, do you have any that, that yeah. stuck out to you? I do, I do. I had a couple. This comes from Justin. The best source for contributing to my personal spiritual growth. Yeah, wait, that's, let's, let's take a second to, to reflect on what that is, because I always like to th think about, you hear like a text comment, mm -hmm. and it seems like you can read it, and it's a thought, but think about what would get somebody to actually sit down and write that. I try to put mm -hmm. myself in there, too, so I'm just glad that we're a tool that, that he feels like he's mm -hmm. actually but using. But in a good day -day. way. Good tools. Yeah. Good well, tools. Is there any other kind? Yeah. Very so. constructive. <laughs> yeah, the okay. only kind. The only kind. <laughs> And here's another one from Carl. Off the left eye lives the love that it teaches. Thank you for your hard work and tireless, loving energy. It comes through every broadcast. I dedicate my support in all its form to my family and grandchildren that they may live in a more loving world. Beautiful. That's beautiful. Aww. Yeah. And the, so the consistent yeah, brand, too. That's great. Yep. Cool. Yeah. Morgan, do you have a couple of ones sure. there? Sure. Uh, this one is from B. Dana. I love and for and am forever thankful for your program off the left eye. I found myself in a spiritual crisis following the suicide of my son, and your program opened my mind to a new understanding of the afterlife. Thank you from the bottom of my heart. Wow. So it's so, like, yeah, yeah. That's, that's incredible. Powerful. Well, yeah. and I just feel like you wouldn't have to you, like come and talk to anyone about anything, but mm -hmm. the fact that even there, uh, that there's something valuable that we can contribute, yeah. it just shows you the importance of uh, trying to provide these ideas, that mm -hmm. they can be useful in ways that we never would have hoped, you know, they, they could be even yeah. somewhere like that. Or talking about afterlife in a way that maybe people haven't thought about before that helps them feel hopeful about it rather than fearful. Right, yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Do you have one more? I do. This is from Carrie. She says, love you. And I, I assume she's talking about all of you, but especially oh, yeah. Curtis. No, no, no. Uh, so happy to have found you and the love and truth that you share. It has been a major importance for me in my spiritual studies and path. Blessings abound. Awesome. Cool. This is great. And it is great to slow down sometimes and really take these in because yeah. luckily there's a lot of them coming in, but each mm -hmm. one is, is a real thing from real experience okay uh, so i had one from kendall it says thank you off the left eye for all your hard work this show has greatly helped me to understand the bible god and life in general i couldn't have come to this knowledge without your videos thank you and i love bible and god are great mm -hmm. but i love that it's a life in general because yeah. i really do feel like the the ideas and the tools and the constructs that you get out of there you can certainly apply with great effect to the religious or mm -hmm. spiritual sphere, but really, it just at times you see him just shining out of everything. Yeah. You know, that's around. Yeah. And then uh, from Gohar, this says, in memory of our father, Edward. So oh. in memory, that's thank tough. you so much for, yeah. for honoring him there. And now we're going to do something uh, related, but this will be a little more ceremonial. We just want to read the names of everybody mm -hmm. who's who's taken the the time and, and, and effort to give to us. So we'll like let's split the list up so it's All not right. just so I save my voice. But um, right. Tim, do you want to <laughs> kick us off here? Sure. These are some of the names of donors who have given since our last uh, last Monday, our last event that we had. Um, Tara, Dana, David, Jesse, Jennifer, Alana. Elizabeth, Catherine, Brian, Margaret, Lois, Michael, Gothar, Gohar, excuse me, Lee, Henrietta, Barbara, Hope, Kenneth, Jack, Patricia, Mercy, Elliot, Kathleen, John, Nathaniel, Carrie, Mark, Carl, Kim, Linda, Landon, Reed, and Judy. And uh, to anybody that we may have mispronounced, I, I printed these out and printed them very small accidentally. So they're, they're just like, I don't, you, there's no way you're going to be able to see this, but there's a teeny little names on here. So thank you to everybody for, yeah. for participating with that. Okay. All right. Um, so 
Thank you very much to Christopher, Debbie, Shane, Joy, Sharon, Dolly, Kendall, Lisa, Tana, Jonathan, Todd, Gina, Jan, Mindy G, Sig, Barbara, Ronald, Sheila, Bill, Nancy, Jacob, Garrett, Justin, Karen, Mark, another Justin. So many Justins. Yeah, thank you, Justin. Banny Faye, of which there is only one. Mm. Uh, Petya, Susan Lee, and Mark, and Dr. Luella. Okay, I got a, sh- a shorty, but a goody. This is Regina, Nadine, Morgan, K&J, Crystal, Jonathan and Kristen, Peter, another Crystal, Justin, Alan, Ellen, Anthony, Kara and Scott, and during this show, Debbie, Elizabeth, Anonymous, and Robin, with Elizabeth saying, hi all, thanks so much for your work, we greatly appreciate it. We greatly appreciate all of you. That's why Absolutely. we took the time. Probably partway through that, everybody watching was like, are, why are they reading this many names? <laughs> Isn't this slow and awkward? Well, it was worth it because we really do. We couldn't do this without you and we, we, we honor each and every one of you. And to prove it, we'll give you a little gimmick at the end here, which is oh, yeah. it's time to announce the winners of the greatest contest in history. The moment Absolutely. you have all been waiting for. Absolutely. So, so absolutely. here are the names of all of our donors. Okay, and we so are going to choose two for the, raffle. the shirt and the picture. Who? Yeah. Okay. So there you can see. First, we're going to be pulling a name for the signed Sweden Jam Live shirt, a priceless item made more priceless by our signatures on it. But I would say it's just an emblem of a really good time. Like yes, that, that absolutely. It's a great event. Great energy, great fun, and okay. So who's going to pick? I think you more? should pick. Okay. All I think right. you should pick. Okay. Go for it. <laughs> okay. This is Debbie Joe Letterer. Great. Right. Congratulations. Congratulations. Since Debbie, Debbie is not here, I will react for her. Okay. <laughs> yeah, if you if you wouldn't mind standing in. We'll get uh, in touch with you. Yes. And you have won the shirt. Thank you so much for your contribution. Okay, somebody else has got to pick this one. one. More. All right. You got it, Morgan? Yeah, sure. Okay. What All am right. I drawing for? Am I drawing for the drawing photo? This is for the signed... Photo. The signed there you photo. go. Signed right. by me, Fantastic. by Matt, by Chelsea, by Dr. Yeah. Jonathan Rose. There are some beautiful people in that photo, so I'm oh, honored to be man. giving that away. What All could right. make your house look better than All us? All right, it yeah. will. Absolutely. Okay. All right, wait. No, I am not kidding. Okay. Tim, Tim I want you to verify the name on this. <laughs> Somebody named Curtis. Curtis Child. Okay, get that, that out of here. That can't be a real name. Get that out of all here. right, all right, all right. It's obviously a stage he is name. Def- the judges have declared no. a foul in this situation. Yeah. Um, I have been forced to return to bribe for my uh, Listen, corruption. I have and, uh, enough signed pictures of myself on my own. Okay, <laughs> that, he does. You think he's, he's, he's <laughs> That's not hilarious. Kidding. He's like not kidding. All right, let's try again. Let's see who we've got here. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. Yes, here we go. Kathleen Peterson. Thank you. Congratulations. Congratulations. Thank you so much. Okay. Greatly appreciate it. And Tim, you have uh, the other raffle jar. Okay. All right. So Final festivity. This jar represents the drawing for the painting. And anyone who gave $100 or more is automatically entered. And here we go. All right. All right, Tim, you haven't picked one yet. I haven't pick picked one, one yet, I pick guess. One. Don't what pick Curtis. Pick? Right, 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 right. Okay. Sig Sonison. And I hope I didn't mispronounce Sig your name. Sonison. Sonison. Yeah. yeah. All there right. Go. Very good. Congratulations. Congratulations. Yay. There it is. Okay, Swedenborg, he'll be here to pick you up anytime. Now. We'll get in touch it with will... you about how to ship that to you then. <laughs> it, will, it will watch you forever. Yeah. It'll be okay. a short chip. Okay. Good. <laughs> All right. So, Tim, do we have a, a, a grand total here uh, for the end? We do. We do. And um, I'm proud to announce that we went right by our $20,000 goal. Yes. And we currently sit, and we're going to round the evening out by raising $28,983.95. So, yeah. Fantastic. And I want to take a second to say that we take great pains to make sure that those funds go efficiently and directly into making the kind of programming that has the kind of impact that we just read those comments from. I mean, that, that's what keeps us going, and we may make sure that your stuff goes directly to the kind of cause that, that you're caring about. So, 
Great. Makes yeah. all of this possible. I mean, you would right. think it's all signed photos of Curtis, but it's not. <laughs> it's bringing that, program that's changing lives. That's the worst thing we did was the signed photo <laughs> of Curtis. Hey, so so thanks to you guys for, for hanging out and for everybody else yeah. who did. Do, I just would love to hear some uh, some closing thoughts. Uh, Morgan, yeah. so what, what do you want to say? Sure. Um, I just want to say thank you all so much. You know, Giving Tuesday is about giving to others. So I want to give you guys my gratitude, and I'm hoping that we can give back to you during the course of the year by giving you something that provokes a thought or inspiration or maybe supports you in a time of need. So we're just hoping that we can be here for you all year long, and we are so uh, proud to have you guys all with us. Thank you so much. Absolutely. Tim, what do you think? And I I want to I want to thank everyone. Obviously, Morgan just uh, spoke an awful lot about the Value Giving Tuesday. It to me, uh, we had 91 donors uh, step up and respond to that this request to support us. Um, we did a week long campaign. Um, it was just a tremendous turnout. To me, it's a, it's a great representation of the type of support that's out there and the value of what we're doing, and uh, it's very meaningful. And I want to thank everyone who's a part of putting this together. Curtis Morgan, the team. To the left, and, and those that aren't here, um, there was a lot of work went into this, and I greatly appreciate that. Um, and uh, look forward to next year. Okay, everybody. Well, this, again, is a pinch, pinch me moment that you'll all join us to talk about Swedenborg stuff in the first place. So we're going to keep doing that. We're right back at it throughout the rest of the year here, and we wouldn't miss it. And we're, we're going to be great, having great fun partying with you in, in 2020 as well. Thanks again, you guys. Thank Thanks you. to all of you. Have a great night. Thank you.